What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to Basement Side. I'm your host, Deeg. I'm here with my friend, Ian, better known to most as Neon Light. Tonight, we're going to talk about Fortress, streaming, and whatever falls into our silly little heads. What's up, Neon? How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Uh, I just came off of a stream about 30 minutes ago, and uh, I'm just, I'm glad to be here and just relax and talk to you. Cool, man. Yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a little while. We had the chance to catch up along with a few of our other um, caster, TFC caster brethren uh, a few weeks back, um, doing the TFC roundtable where we talked about all kinds of interesting uh, topics, right? We talked about the beer league. We talked about before, before the future of the game, the past of the game. And uh, I just could get the sense talking to you that there was more there, more we could talk about. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation. Yeah, I mean, the, with what there was six of us for that night it's that's just a lot of people for however many topics and everyone has their own opinion for every question so uh with that many people topics can either go too long with everyone sharing everything or everyone has a very short opinion so something like this is uh nice to do yeah i think both is good like it's good to get a big room of people so you get a lot of different opinions it's also good to have a small room so you can really go deep on stuff um so this is that was that this is this it's going to be fun um before we get too far into the nitty-gritty details though um why don't you give the fine folks especially those who might not know tfc who are listening in a little introduction of uh, who you are and what you do sure uh my name's ian uh most people know me as neon light uh some others as montati from some various 5v5 clans back in the day. Uh, I started playing TFC when I was around eight years old with my dad, and I got into competitive TFC around 2004 uh, with ADL, and slowly branched into TF or into CTF, and I've pretty much played it competitively ever since. I didn't know you started in ADL. What was your uh, What was your first ADL clan? Do you remember? That was Farm Clan. Now, there was two different Farm Clans at the time. There was lower, Lowercase Farm, which I think were Farmhouse. And then I was in the Uppercase Farm, which was just Farm Clan. Huh. Uh, I, I didn't know about that, the distinction. I got to tell you, the whole, the whole ADL seemed just a little bit opaque to me back in those days. But it's all competitive clan TFC. So... For people who are, might be listening in or watching and aren't familiar with what TFC is, um, we should give everyone a, a brief introduction, right? Um, of course, um, while a lot of folks listening live will know what it is, uh, it's good to have it. It's good to just do it for posterity. So, Neon, um, what what is TFC? Um, why don't you just give a little uh, spiel? TFC is a multi-game mode class-based shooter. Um, I would say it's primarily focused around a flag objective, be it either capture the flag or a flag ad advancement mode, kind mm -hmm. of like a current day uh, payload or Overwatch train type, type style of gameplay. And then each, each class of the game, uh, similar to hero shooters of today, have their own... Uh, weapons and different grenades grenade secondary grenades instead of abilities right and tfc is getting pretty long in the tooth these days it came out in 99 right 
Yes. So why do you think people are still playing it? Um, besides uh, setting this league back up, um, right. some people just love the gameplay. I mean, I've dabbled in other games competitively, and just this game just keeps drawing me back with how intricate all the mechanics are, uh, just the fast-paced gameplay, which you don't really see to this extent anymore. So it, it's very unique, even for today's standards. Yeah, I, as someone who um, has recently come back to the game and has, in while not playing TFC, been trying a whole bunch of other stuff out, you know, all the AAA shooters you can imagine, um, that, that fact of TFC being so fast and unique really stands out to me coming back. Um, I, I, feel, I still feel like, and I've, I've said this before, that there's like nothing faster in multiplayer shooters than a conking scout. It's nothing. Um, and your point about the, all the mechanics and intricate interactions, I actually learned a new interaction uh, a couple nights ago that I had no idea ever existed before. So um, <laughs> I was running around on Canal Zone, right? We're doing the Canal Zone pickup tomorrow night. By the way, if you want to play some Canal Zone, which is the king of TFC maps, in my opinion, in my humble, or not so humble opinion, tomorrow night at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern time, right here on this channel, we'll be playing it. So show up. Um, but I was running around on Canal Zone with my buddy Repairman, just getting to know the map again, trying to remember how the heck it works. There's all kinds of weird secrets. And uh, one of the ones we talked about is the fact that you can debt pack the enemy's flag room. Because um, it's a command point map, the flag room is inside their base. So you, you uh, can get in there as a demo man, you debt pack it, and then you reset all the enemy's uh, held points, right? And then repairman said, you know, unless a scout goes in there and diffuses it. And I said, what? Scouts can diffuse dead packs? Are you joking with me? And it, maybe I'm the only guy in, in the TFC clan scene who didn't know about this. But I, I, it blew my hair. What little hair I have back. <laughs> uh, can I add on to that? Please, please. Did, did you know that um, if an engineer empts the dead pack, it shortens the fuse? What? So you can set it off prematurely? So if, say, say a demo man sets a 50-second debt pack, engineer comes around and amps it, I, I can't remember if it's three or five seconds, but it brings it all the way down. <laughs> no, I, no, I had no idea. I feel like I've been seriously cheated out of meaningful debt pack interactions with my, 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 with my TFC experience. <laughs> um, yeah, TFC, Team Fortress Classic, amazing game. Um, and you and you've been playing it since 2004. I've been playing it since like 2001. But while I took a break, along with most of the rest of the clan scene that was really kind of for its time, big and popular in the early 2000s, you and a bunch of other players kept playing, and you started streaming it. So tell me about when you started streaming. You've been doing it for a long time, I think. Yeah, so I've I've dabbled in streaming since around either late 2009 or early 2010 um, with either Ustream, Livestream.com, or OwnTV. It was very because early. Back then, back then, Justin TV was today's Twitch. And I personally didn't like the name Justin TV, so I didn't uh, use their platform. Oops. <laughs> so, yeah... Um... You were really early in the game then, and um, what was it like streaming then? I mean, I didn't, I didn't get much viewers. Like, I'd have a couple friends come in. It was just kind of a 
kind of way to document TFC in a way, because back then um, there weren't really video restrictions on Twitch or even even Ustream or anything. So videos would stay up for forever, really. So oh, interesting. it's kind of uh, a separate way of documenting TFC than, say, YouTube. And uh, how do you still have access to that stuff or is it all gone now? Uh, I'd have to find the login info for oh. Ustream at least, but um, own TV is gone. Yeah. I don't have anything from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I still have uh, twi- or Twitch clips or highlights, I guess they were called back then, of various TFC stuff. So that was like more than 10 years ago, dude. Um, I feel like... So in the, the OG TFC clan scene... Um, People still wanted to make video content and they would make these like um, essentially highlight reel type videos and put them to music and upload them somewhere, websites or FTP sites, and people would then download them to watch them. And then the YouTube came around and people started using that a little bit. By that time, TFC had kind of, you know, sailed to the West a little bit. Um, And then Twitch comes around. Um, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I was a bit of a late comer to Twitch. Like... There was a whole period for me um, in like the early 2010s where I kind of took a break from gaming. Like my life just went in a different direction and I eventually came back to it and had to learn what Twitch was and everything. And I eventually started using it too. Um, But can you talk me through a little bit that progression of starting on those very early platforms all the way through to when you became a Twitch affiliate and today? Sure. I mean, everything was completely different back then. There was no OBS, there was no XSplit, so you had to use a Flash Media extension to even go live on these old websites. And it was just, it was such a pain, and we didn't have the quality bit rates and everything back then. So not not even, like, I couldn't stream that bit rate, people couldn't handle that bit rate, because all the, all the different providers or systems that these uh websites were using just couldn't handle it so back then it was completely different it was very niched like mm-hmm. like i said i really didn't have anyone around my streams for at least maybe up to 2013 when i start to have consistent even just a couple of years just consistent couple of years mm-hmm. who'd stick around or and then the entire twitch the, since the start of Twitch, it has evolved so much, being from just a Justin TV being a general streaming site, or once it became Twitch, where it was just gaming, mm-hmm. and then adding all these features, um, partners, uh, various different um, assets that the partners can use, um, all the different like systems that you can use now the clips and everything that's right. all fairly recent mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's been completely mind-blowing just like streaming from that time to now mm-hmm. yeah it's, it strikes me that one of the the bigger more important things that twitch did was offering transcoding to people so like i'm streaming this stream at hopefully if comcast is cooperating six thousand kilobits per second um and twitch should be offering transcoding options to people who are watching it, although based on some of the feedback I'm seeing in the chat, maybe they're not today. Um, 
but for bigger streamers and partners, um, you can stream to people on mobile devices, people with crappy connections, anybody, because Twitch will take what you send them and they'll transcode it into various uh, levels of fidelity. So you, you, you can choose your bandwidth, basically. Um, back in the early days, like what you were talking about, when things were a little more simple or a little more um, less well-developed, um, people had to take whatever you would, would upload. And um, I'm thinking That's... back to 2010, I guess broadband had pretty much taken hold at that point, right? Yeah. So that wasn't really as much of an issue, but still, the, um, the, uh, even the transcoders, I mean, those are fairly new technology for Twitch. How new is it? Uh, I don't have a good idea of it. It has to be at least three, four years. And old. I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. It, it has to be around like three, four years old, but especially for affiliates, um, that's, it's a uh, hit or miss with, if it, if they actually show up or not, depending on like the, um, the need of them. Cause sometimes, um, I'll have them one day and sometimes I won't. And it's, it's just completely random. Hmm. Yeah. It, it seems like Twitch scales things up and down based on some metric of global bandwidth usage and whatever else people need. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, we're at a point now where Twitch is, uh, and streaming is pretty accessible to most people who I think want to do it, or at least people who have a, a, a gaming PC um, or any PC with a modern video card, really. Um, and my feeling is that, um, you know, one of the most fun things about coming back to TFC and having a little clan scene in 2020 has been seeing it through this new lens. Like you and I are having a conversation and an event here that we could not have had in 2005 or 2010 or, you know, maybe even 2015. Um, and I think that's insanely cool. And I don't know, I have this little, this little flower of hope, like this, this little tiny, like almost dead flower of hope that like this kind of thing that we're doing can make the TFC scene that, that abides past the end of the nostalgia wave and, past the end of lockdown and into through the summer and into the later part of the year, a little more robust and together and co maybe not cohesive, but active alive. Um, do you, how do you think TF Twitch has changed TFC for you? Um, or vice versa? I mean, I've kind of, I think I've stuck with TFC longer because I have been streaming it. Mm -hmm. Um, being that kind of, staple of the game kind of on the platform up until recently where i've helped others get into streaming tfc or just like there's been more people streaming it in general yeah. i mean having having a base i think just kind of pushed me to want to play tfc more one of the comments just... i heard you say in a, in a recent conversation is that you have felt a little bit relieved to have other people come share the mantle of the responsibility of keeping TFC alive on Twitch. Um, tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, for, I would say from the beginning, cause like even back in own TV or Ustream, like I didn't only stream TFC. Like I, I played like League of Legends mm -hmm. or I dabbled in Fortress Forever and various other games. But, um, I'd say from around 2012 up until maybe 2018, I would say I was, the only consistent team fortress streamer and after that 
um, a couple other people, especially from in-house, um, started streaming. Doug Lat started streaming a lot. So I kind of, once once that started happening, we'd all stream at the same time. So it's like one person would have most of the viewers. Another stream would have like a couple viewers. And then maybe one would have like one or zero viewers. And it's just like, I don't think that's good. Like I can, I can take a step back. Viewers can go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It would be better for the game overall. And with that, I kind of shifted away especially recently um this past year or so i've kind of shifted away from that kind of prime time tfc slot of 11 p.m eastern to around 4 a.m wow and i uh i've gone more for like a early afternoon to like evening stream mm-hmm. and it gives other people the limelight for that time uh like there's tons more people streaming now too and it's just it's good it's good for everyone i think just having different people on different times people know schedules when people generally get on so it's better for everyone i'd say it makes sense i mean it's a small community right um hopefully something that can grow but it's a small community and it's it's healthy to have people have a reason to check out other streamers and see what they're doing like you know we're doing this kind of content and after it's done people probably move over to watch one of the other late nighters like lat might be streaming um you know he has a lot of quake and arena type stuff or maybe doug will turn his stream on he does all those in-house streams with his ugly ass team fortress classic um (laughs) uh yeah and that's a really um it's quite a noble attitude that i hear you coming in with um i've also seen you streaming not just tfc but some other stuff like that vampire game and you've been playing gtfo recently is that something you've always done like i know you said you played league of legends back in the day but recent history is is um i'm I'm curious how the the recent surge of interest in tfc has impacted um what you stream and how your community kind of uh and, and your twitch community in general i've always gone about streaming in kind of the same way um where it's really i stream what i want because obviously you have to if i if i'm not having fun with something yeah why why bother playing it why bother streaming it? so i'm always i'm always going to play tfc because i like tfc i'm always going to stream it whenever i play but um i do have times where i kind of burn out from tfc so i kind of balance that out with various single player games which i tend to play a few hours of tfc early in my stream and then i'll shift into other games later especially around like 7 p.m eastern or so i'll switch over um mm-hmm. i just finished black mesa Ooh, how'd you like Cause that? Because I, I wanted to play through it again. Uh, fantastic. Absolutely huh. fantastic. So yeah, it's it's a balancing act, I think, for me. Um, keeping myself sane from not only streaming one game. And I know most people come to my channel for TFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have people who watch my stream for me. So like that's if people want to see TFC, they'll see TFC. And mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. And... I appreciate them for coming around, but um, I appreciate everyone who just sticks around and just hangs out whenever. This your attitude is both as good. It's good to play the game that you know you you know people are attracted to watching. That that's kind of your niche, right? What you're known for. But it's also okay to branch out and just let your personality carry the stream or the community you've built. Because I don't know, like for you, but like for me, 
my favorite thing to happen on a stream is I, I love talking to, to, to viewers all day long. I could do it. It's so fun. But I also love when something's going on, like say if I'm like heads down on a match, you know, playing TFC and I'm trying to win. I'm not really watching the chat very much. And when the chat's going without me, there's a great feeling. It's like, oh, people are just hanging out. Like, look at this, look at this space we've created together. And, and I imagine that that's a feeling you've been getting a lot lately because I've been seeing your stream doing really well. Especially lately, yes. Um, I, I'd say, I mean, even as someone, I'm extremely introverted. Um, I'm extremely quiet in person. Um, talking to everyone in chat kind of takes me out of that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's sometimes, especially for the matches, um, I am just focusing on doing my thing uh, with the baiters crew. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, chat has been taking care of themselves. They have been talking, conversing, and that's a good feeling because sometimes I'm not all there to just watch chat 100% yeah. of the time. Ebbs and flows. And uh, especially for people who are putting in the hours in the stream. I've been watching your, I've been watching the numbers on your stream. Like you put in like 11 hours or something yesterday. I see you do seven this, this hours. Past a lot. Week, this past week has just been like eight to 12 hours. It's. Is that, uh, is that different <laughs> for you or is that like just what you do? Um, I mean, I'd say that was fairly normal, uh, quite a few years ago. Uh -huh. Um, lately it wouldn't be like this, but, uh, as you said, I've been playing GTFO. A uh, new like major update came out for that, and mm -hmm. the people I play with are all West Coast. So mm. for nine PM their time, I'm playing at midnight. So it's yep. I've been generally up later because oh, of West that. Coast East Coast battle. As a West Coaster, I'm always sad on my East Coast gamer buddies go to bed. It's like, oh come on, stay up late. It's just two in the morning for you. What's the problem? <laughs> um, yeah. So. You think you say that the whole like streaming a lot of hours is the kind of the normal thing for you. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about like you know the the the. So, is Twitch something that you're doing to support yourself, or is it something you're doing out of like passion as a hobby, or some combination of both? It's a combination of both. I mean, uh -huh. it's a hobby, and I mean, I'm TFC is like my favorite game, so I mean, it goes kind of hand in hand with that. But um, it is actually supporting me right now through all this happening. So I'd say more so now than previously. It is more of a a job than it has been previously. Mm. And I think that's partially why I've been doing longer streams. Just to keep myself busy a bit more and just to keep myself sane, I think. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Being sane during during lockdown, all the shit that's going on. Um, so I feel, just speaking for myself, super fucking lucky. Um, I don't know a lot of other people in their lives who, A, stay inside for fun, like I do. B, stay inside for work, like I do. C, have a significant other, also stays inside for work. So like, for me, lockdown has been, I'll be honest, pretty easy. Outside of you know, figuring out what things do I touch? How do I deal with doorknobs? When do I wear masks? That that kind of stuff. And um, all the normal stuff everyone else is worried about. But um, I know everyone is handling it differently. Everyone has, has different things going on in their lives, different living situations, different stressors that existed before lockdown that might have been exacerbated because of it. 
Um, I'm interested both in, um, a, so there are a lot of dimensions to this, right? And I think one of those is how people choose to spend their time, right? One of the um, kind of things that I, I've, I have loved about TFC now is not, not just Twitch, right? There's a lot of other great modern tools we use um, to connect. And one of them is Discord. Discord, which is um, the, 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 oh, thank God, this is what IRC was supposed to be back in the day, where you can actually stay in touch with each other. You can actually um, have a conversation thread that you can follow, and you can actually have a community that organizes in one place. Um, and so what I'm asking myself is, um, we have Twitch, this is happening. We're having a podcast about TFC and it's not the first, probably won't be the last tomorrow night. I'm casting like four hours of TFC content, which is going to be hilarious and exhausting. I know this all can't last, right? Lockdown's going to end. People are going to go back to what they were doing before they were showing up for this stuff, but how much of it can last and if it can, what would that look like? I know it's a very broad question, but what's your feeling on transitioning from what we have in this little pot, this little microcosmic moment of lockdown and TFC and streaming and the league into the next step? And I guess I'm thinking about for the community, but also for yourself. So latch into whatever part of that interests you. I know it's a big prompt. I mean, for TFC itself, um, we are going to lose a lot of people for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I do think we'll have some people stick around, even if it's for a short while. I just don't know how extensive, say, a a league would be. But um, there will there will definitely be pickups still. Um, so that's good. They'll be competitive. Mm -hmm. There'll still be plenty of people for pubbing, so that'll still be around. So I mean, overall, TFC won't change for the most part, which is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. um, for me. I might shift back to more of a later stream. Mm -hmm. uh, just a bit of a night owl, naturally. I am, yes, but um, just situating back into real life. Sure. Uh, that'll be more natural. So, what kind of changes do you have? Are you are you anticipating for real life? Like, is there a return to work for you, or is that that kind of stuff? Pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I would love for twitch to be a i don't want to say a real job but a full mm -hmm. job for me um mm -hmm. to support you on completely it's, it's it's very volatile as a market and mm -hmm. i can't rely on that especially where at my level my size of a stream i guess what i'm trying to say if you could support yourself on twitch completely would you do it That's i don't a tough know. question i've asked myself the same question i'm i'm, I'm a, you're a lot further down that path than i am like I can't pull the kind of viewers you do, but like I've asked myself too, like, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert too. I respect the introvert game. You know, I love talking to people, but I can never recharge by doing it. It's fucked up. <laughs> uh, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's the curse. Right. And, um, you know, I do talk to people for my job. You know, I have a technical job. I deal with people. I deal with bullshit. Same as everybody. Um, and, um, but what it would take to replace the lifestyle that I can have with my current job for Twitch is kind of hard to envision. Um, and I've done a little bit of research and seeing what's out there and what's possible and what kind of followers and viewers and subscribers you need. And um, and then you you take that idea 
and you walk it back to um, what kind of lifestyle do I need to live in order to make that happen? And then it's like, oh, I need to be sitting in front of a webcam for this many hours a day. And when I'm not doing that, I need to be making content for other platforms. And I need to be out there in front of my audience. You know, it, it's, it's, like a, it's like an 18 hour a day job. Um, and uh, it seems really damned hard to be a full-time streamer. And I'm not sure that, that that's what I want, but I really respect the game of anyone who does. I know for sure I couldn't do that. Um, uh, there's definitely been times uh, quite a few years ago where just like, I'm, I'm just like, why am I streaming? <laughs> why am yeah. I here? Why? Uh, sure. I have, I have like three people watching TFC. I have one person watching me streaming some other single player game. Mm -hmm. uh, I could be doing something more productive with my mm -hmm. time, but. So what do you get out of streaming today? So when streaming really works for you, like, like it seems to have been lately, what do you get out of streaming personally? Personally? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a great group of friends who are always around to talk. Mm -hmm. Like even just people who I'm not even close with, um, who are, have been in my stream for, I don't even know how long now I would consider them friends. Like it's, it's, it's a hangout. And I think that's what I like most about it right now. Um, yeah, it gives you that, that those kinds of close connections and, um, you know, that all human animals kind of need, right? I know I feel that. So like my version of that is not actually on, on Twitch yet, but, um, when the catacombs discord came back, right. Um, I immediately locked into all my old clan buddies, right? I ran a clan called Misdirected Hostility MH. And um, we started this, 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 this like five person DM conversation in Discord. But if, if you ever had one of those, you know that like the notifications for those are just crazy and annoying and difficult to manage. So I was like, screw this. We're making a Discord for this conversation. And then, and then eventually it went from us five talking to us like eight to us 10. And then, and then bringing other cool people from from who weren't in MH into the conversation, and then eventually it was talking about other games and playing other games and talking about our real lives and bringing in people who were coworkers or family members, people who we just wanted to hang out with. And now there's this community there um, that not necessarily for me. Um, so okay, um, with at, at the risk of giving too much detail, I'll keep this very short. I promise. I worked in an office for a living up until summer of 2019. Um, my company decided to globally shut down like one third of all their offices because reasons. Although looking at it today, it seems pretty damn smart. Um, and my office got the boot. So, but I didn't get fired. I got to go work from home. So I had to go from working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week in an office to do the same thing at home. And I was fucking miserable for a couple months. And then if, because I love that social connection, like the water cooler conversation, as memey as it is and as stupid as it sounds, it's important to have to connect with people. And when you're talking to people in conference calls or via email, it's just impossible. It never happens. Um, so having that discord, what, what I did was I poured my energy into that discord and tried to make it more attractive to people and tried to really engage people with it. And it, it worked to some extent. And that really kind of replaced that workplace connection that I had. And since then, I've been exploring the possibility of what other connections are possible. How can I make this Discord community more interesting? Oh, what if I channeled all of my 
nerd rage that I put into playing games I then quit after two months into making a podcast where I talk about how bad I feel about games. And could that engage that community of people who I already hang out with to come out and be more active and participatory or attract new people? And things just roll from there. Then TFC comes back and there's a, a beer league and I'm casting it. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm here talking to Neon Light about the future of streaming TFC. Like, I'm an introvert and I went through a lot of fucking trouble to talk to people. It's clear that we all need that. Yeah, that everyone needs that form of social interaction, whether through Discord, if it's on stream, if it's even just calling one of your friends when there's nothing else going on, you need some sort of interaction and it, it just helps you overall. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay. So let's um let's pull this back a little bit in this conversation. Um I wanna so we, we talked a little bit about streaming and about the kind of general feeling of TFC and the the importance of connections and all those lovey dovey things. Um let's get to some more interesting, uh more dramatic topics perhaps. Um so right now one of the major things that's changed about TFC has been the re-injection of clan TFC into the scene. So Clan TFC died, what, like 2009, probably? I don't know the exact timeline. I say, I would say between 2008 and 2010, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, within a couple of years after Team Fortress 2 came out, right? So since then, there's been TFC pickups, there's been TFC pubs, and there's only the little communities there that are real communities, and they're valuable. But it's not the same as Clan TFC. Now that we have the Beer League, they give people an excuse to remake these fucked up things called clans um how do you think the tfc how important do you think the clan scene is the tfc i think it depends on how you want to look at tfc because um there have been a couple small term leagues uh there was a wire play league in around 2014 mm -hmm. and the australians have been doing a kind of league format for quite a few years which stopped maybe a year and a half ago um i think if you're looking for like the ultimate TFC competitive scene. I think clans are definitely the way to go. Um, pickups are a good substitute, but they don't really touch the intricacy of the entire TFC gameplay. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, but admit, I do, I'm a little surprised to hear you say that. I kind of thought you I were going to come in on the side of, of kind of OVDs and pickups being more competitive. I wonder if you could expand on that say, a little bit. I would say that's true, more true now. Um, overall okay um, okay i personally i think clanning and like full games are the pinnacle of tfc yeah but i think ovd overall is current current day ovd um mm. current day pickups current day 4v4s are probably the ultimate form of skill mechanics and everything the way just how the game has evolved it's just it's hard to compare the two because it, it while they are similar formats, maybe just cut down because of the size of players, uh, they they have a different feel to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's let's um. So one of the questions I've written down is um, talking about the beer league, which runs in a six v six full format. So in OVD, um, OVD is played four versus four, and basically you only play half the map, and then you switch and you play the other half of the map. That's the way that's the way the way it's played. That's the pickup culture that's existed forever. That's what what you you've been, you you I I would say primarily focus on. 
um, when you play TFC. Um, and if you double that format, where you're feeling, doing the same thing on both sides of the map, you get eight versus eight, which is looks like what clan TFC was. So I wonder, um, so I'm trying to think of a way to formulate this question. I'm trying to get a clear in my head here. I personally am not attracted to 4v4 pickup style TFC. I completely respect it though. It's very, it's a much more clean expression of skill and mastery than full form or even, or full form clan TFC. And there's a bunch of reasons why. I'm gonna say a few I can think of. I'll, feel free to jump in. I'm sure you've got more, but you don't have to deal with offense versus offense interactions. There's off the table. And there's practical benefits there because even if you're not trying to OVO and be a dick, which is, you know, um, I'm not going to break that down. If you don't know what that means, look it up. Uh, <laughs> there are maps that are not designed very well to have offense going out and coming in from the other side at the same time. Like think about trying to get out of the open fire water when the flag is going out that way. Forget about it. Um, and it also lets players who are very good at the game showcase harder because the the trade-off way that it works is that you have to play offense and defense in that format. You can't really hyper-specialize and just say, I'm just going to play one role. I'm just going to be an engineer. I'll be here when my clan needs me. I'm just going to play spy. I'll be here when my clan doesn't need me or when they just kind of want to play more casually, right? That is, I think, one of the most one of the main distinctions about the clan style TFC compared to pickup OVD style. Where pickup OVD, there are some ways to play the game that just win. And if you don't like playing the, the game those ways, or you don't really want to dedicate yourself to being good at it, then I think it's less there's less of a payoff for you to engage there. Um, would you agree with the picture I'm generally painting? Uh, to some extent, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Um... I personally, I mean, starting back after ADL, I mean, I started with 5v5 and I think overall the the thrill of two teams fully clashing against each other, two offenses battling to capture at the same time for those 30 minute rounds mm -hmm. to have the most caps over that entire hour, I think generally is more exciting than a one-sided game of 4v4 um but in that same sense in 4v4 that second team for offense is put under a lot of pressure like they have to get x amount of caps in these 15 minutes and that's mm -hmm. it so it, it does go both ways but i do think um the the full games do provide more of a full experience mm -hmm. while the 4v4 style pickups give more of a as you were saying, pure, pure game. And it, it overall kind of pushed everyone to learn the game further that way. Mm -hmm. That's pretty obvious because almost anyone that, that comes out of the 4v4 scene that, that, that came out of the 4v4 scene that's been going, um, as we all emerge into, into the beer league are just kind of like gods skipping across the water right now, I feel like. You watch these, and it's one of the, it's one of the biggest challenges that the beer league faces right now is trying to provide fun experiences for people who have put in, you know, a few thousand hours in the last few years versus people who put in a, like a few hours over the last few years. And uh, if there's a big player pool, you can make divisions to everybody. Like back in the day, we had STA Platinum, STA Gold, Silver on down the line. It's not so practical now. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I I think that the beer league is trying a very a very noble and difficult thing, which is to try to provide one version of TFC for everyone. And everyone's got their complaints and everyone's got their kind of interpretation about how that how the needle should move from season one to, to a potential season two of the beer league, which if it does happen, will be coming up in, uh, I guess, like six weeks to a month to a couple months, something like that. Around then, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's done an okay job. And I have to throw it out to the guys who've been making that happen. Frizz, who started the league, been the head league admin this whole time. Um, that was a lot of crap. I'll be honest, a lot of the crap he's dealt with has been mine because I've got a, I've got ideas and I, I don't spare him then. <laughs> uh, also, uh, some useless guy, another admin. Um, I know that Vat, aka Farm Cheese, has uh, pitched in on the admin staff and he's also one of the casters. Um, a lot of people put a lot of work in to make this good. Um, and the question I'm asking myself about the beer league now is, unfortunately, it's less about how does the beer league grow, and it's more about how do we keep it alive. And my feeling, I'm curious what your impression is, is that for the beer league to live, it needs to find a way to run coherent league matches with the minimal number of players, right? There's about 140 people right now today rostered on the beer league on teams 14 teams about 10 players each roughly um i don't know how many people will stick around for a season two but anecdotally just from talking to people it seems like we could lose more than half the people very very easily and that's just based on on not people who can't continue people who will choose not to continue because They've had their taste. That's all they wanted. Um, so can the beer league continue for a season two? And does it need to? Um, I know Neon, as someone who's been playing with or without it, I uh, you, you probably, you, you have said it can continue. But do you think that there will be, what would TFC stand to lose by having a season two of the beer league not be successful? I don't know if it would overall be a bad thing if, season two doesn't happen because uh-huh. i mean we we all have had our fill more so everyone who's come back of what tfc was or has become and i think it's it feels more like a celebration more than a competitive kind of league having so many people back playing so even even if it doesn't happen or if it's a drastically reduced league um i don't think that's a bad thing because obviously people are going to go back to their lives when more things open up. Celebration is a great word for it. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's actually... I, I, think it's, uh-huh. I think it's overall just whatever... I think I said this during the, uh, the caster broadcast. I think uh-huh. everything that we've done um, is just fantastic overall from the, the league administrators to the casters to everyone coming back. I don't think it can really be worse than what happened. I think everyone's happy with how everything turned out. Yeah, there's been some drama, but altogether, nothing nothing awful, you know? Just normal human interactions, some people being dicks on different on different days, right? Um, or, or all the days, you know? There are always people like that out there. <laughs> um, I really like what you just said. You know, what you said kind of parallels a little bit my experience because at the start of the Beer League, I wasn't actually planning to play. 
I was like, I got other things to do. Like I have a stream agenda. I want to do my podcast. You know, maybe if, if there's a team out there that needs people, I might, I might just join in. Similar to the attitudes a lot of people have. But then from um, my Discord, which is, you know, a lot of XMH, XTDA, and some XTCK people, kind of that crowd, um, one team formed that was 2K1. But there was more than one team of people who were interested in playing. And so all of a sudden, there was a need for a second team and a second leader. And I said, what the hell? I'll do it. And uh, I made the clan. I scheduled the first match. And then I told Matt, <laughs> I told Matt, um, as y'all know, Matt Dev or BR, um, okay, I made the team. Now you got to run it. And, uh, <laughs> he's been mainly doing that ever since then. But, um, I started off with kind of the same mentality. Almost. I fell into a similar mentality with it that I had when I ran my old clan MH back in the early two thousands, which is if I'm here, if I'm putting in the time to make this happen, I might as well make something of it. I might as well try. And I started to run into some of the old feelings that I used to have of frustration uh, with getting people on the same page as me. It's like, oh, you know, what's, why am I bothering to play TFC three, four nights a week to stay sharp if people in my clan are just showing up for matches? What's the point? Um, why am I bothering, or why am I even bothering to play TFC three, four, three, four nights a week when I have other things that interest me and putting that much time in the game takes things away from other stuff I want to do. Um, and eventually I kind of turned a corner where I just said, you know what? I, I started acting out exactly what you just suggested about it being like a celebration. I'm like, I'm just going to kind of take the low friction approach. Um, I have enough people on my team where if I put down a match time, I will have enough people to play. And that's fantastic. If I could have that for season two, I think I would probably keep doing it. Um, and that's just, just as a player. As a caster, though, man... I've been surprised at how fun casting TFC has been. I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be like a lark, like a like a, a funny, interesting thing. And if you watch the, the progression of the, the 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 cast that I did, you can see how much of a joke it was at the start <laughs> compared to where where it is now. Um, but you've also casted a bunch of matches, Neon. In fact, you were on 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 my cast last week. Um, how have you found casting TFC? It's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's what I expected, and then I feel like it's just gotten better over time. Uh, people learning different roles. Um, I mean, I'm no stranger to having basically anyone who wants to try casting be on with me. And then there's the side where Azul has been working on plugins to help out casting, which yeah, makes it's been fun. the viewing much easier overall. So, I mean, it's it's been nice. It's been It's been a lot of fun. I don't really have any bad things to say about it at all have you um do you see like any kind of potential for yourself to take that that casting experience and do something else similar with maybe other games or other events i mean i i'm sure it's possible um i've definitely i've been doing this kind of thing for a while now um be it fortress forever when we had a league in 2015, I did casting. I had multiple people on with me for that, too. Um, I used to do very small StarCraft II kind of cast with a organization for a while. Cool. So, I mean, it's nothing new to me, but it's maybe something I could do in the future. I've never really thought about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat kind of thing. Um, I've really enjoyed watching your cast, personally. Um 
you uh you have a really good a good kind of even vibe to the way you do them and every single person who's casted it has a different feel i've noticed uh, and it's been really cool to watch like i know I'll, I'll get a completely different experience from watching a neon stream versus watching a nuki stream or you know uh watching even uh, a farm cheese stream like they're all different and cool and interesting in their own different ways um I like all the different voices, the different perspectives, um, even the different productions and different um, actually ways to present the present the action. Um, I find myself being more fascinated with it than I, than I thought I would be, to be completely honest with you. And I mean, it's I, just like it's it's just like streams in general. Um, everyone has their own take. Everyone has their own opinions and ways they want to do stuff. So every every stream is going to be different from each other, and even. I mean, like you said, like my streams are every cast is, I would say, vastly different depending on who I'm with or mm -hmm. how it's even set up. Yeah. And that dimension of it is, is so, um, it's so cool. And, um, like I, I have worked with a few different people and I had the pleasure of bringing in Craig on my cast a couple of weeks ago. He's been using last week's too. And it was the first time, um, I've ever had someone, someone else on the cast to do play by play alongside me. And boy, it just like it felt like it was a whole new, a whole new production when that happened. Um, it, it really, I feel like it, it it took it up a level, and it got me excited about about kind of because you know I I'll admit I got into a little bit of a, a little bit of a comfortable funk with the cast like oh I got this figured out my OBS scenes all work I can get a POV it looks great you know uh, the match vods look good and then uh, you know I, I I had a week where I was just like oh man. Um, um, this didn't go well. I missed a few things. And it's like um, anything that, that you're too comfortable with, you can kind of slip up. So it's good to find things that motivate you to that next creative step. That was also nice because of how TFC is kind of set up as a team game. Uh, since there's so much action, uh, having two sets of play-by-play -play is, I would say, almost needed. I think it the is. the way the game plays out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have my first try of... Um, casting uh we are more accurately because you're going to be there too thanks neon um casting a, a oh, an, uh, an ovd match so this is the first inaugural week of the 4v4 gl i can't remember what exactly what the league is called it's it's advocates 4v4 league that he did he's doing and clans are playing their first matches this week i'll be doing the sn versus uh tns match at um 10 o'clock eastern directly after the Baders match. And um, I don't know if we're going to need two play-by-play -play perspectives for it, but we'll just see what it's like, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, I think that having the the pickup format of four offense versus four defense, you won't need a second play-by-play, -play, but we could always find out how to work that in. Yeah, should be fun. Okay. Well, this has been um, really awesome. I just have a couple more questions, and then I, I actually have been collecting some community questions um, while this has been going on that I have not actually looked at yet. But um, I want to get to those here in a moment. Before I do that, though, um, I want to give you give you a chance to answer a few specific things. Um, you, I, I know you do TFC. You mentioned Fortress Forever. Um, have you played other Fortress games, like in general, on stream? So what else I besides have... Fortress Forever? I have played, I would say, pretty much every major Fortress game on stream at some point. Uh -huh. um, most recently, Quake World Team Fortress. There's been, uh, they just had a league of their own, which was eight teams total. 
two being from North America, two from South America, and four from Australia. So that was really cool. Huh. Back in around 2012 to 2014, I had a huge stint of playing Enemy Territory Fortress, which is kind of an evolution of Quake 3 Fortress. Yeah. Um, That was quite a bit of fun. Yeah, I've I've heard of that game. I never had a chance to play it, though. How do you... um... How do you rank the different Fortress games? What's so hard? Because uh, back back when I played ETF, I would, I think I would have said that ETF was my number one game. But um, thinking about it all now, uh, probably TFC number one, number two, Quake World Fortress, three, ETF four, Fortress Forever, and five TF two, mm. and. I mean, coming from someone who actually does not mind TF2 at all. I actually, I really enjoy the game. I enjoy the current competitive uh, system of it. Um, I think just overall as a game, it's probably the last of those five. Yeah, in terms of the actual game itself. Because the scene can be great for a game that you're not that you're not in love with and vice versa, right? Right. Yeah. yeah TF2 is a very interesting game. It's had a very... Um, unique life i think it was kind of there um it kind of piloted my uh, microtransactions for core gamers in a lot of ways um you know the meme of tf2 hats right um, they definitely pioneered it <laughs> leading into counter-strike after but yeah seriously yeah uh w- what result that had i think we can argue about um okay so um that's one of my other questions i had for you how do you feel about tf2 anything you want to add to that um i don't think I've always enjoyed it to some extent. Um, I think I've, I I claimed it right when it came out. Um, I played with Automatica, mm. um, but I don't think I've ever had bad feelings towards TF2. Um, I don't think I've ever pushed it aside. I've always kind of treated it as its own game, I guess. Um, I I would dabble in pubs, but I never got into anything competitive after that one short season way back when did you play tf2 right when it came out i did yes and how did you feel about it at the time that was what 2007 seven um i think honestly i think i was kind of angry at it because of the whole fortress forever releasing uh briefly before and then tf2 pushing or valve pushing tf2 out shortly after Mm -hmm. i was kind of upset about that but beyond that i think a lot of people felt that way really i certainly did I didn't have really any other kind of ideas or opinions about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, all these Fortress games out there, the last one to be released chronologically would have been what was TF2, right? Indeed, yes. So there's been no new Fortress games for 13 years. Um, do you think we'll see another one at some point? Officially, um, from Valve, I assume so. I, I couldn't tell you a timetable. Uh, but they're, I'm sure they'll find a way to release a new Team Fortress and monetize it even more so than previously. I expect to see a some sort of third-party Fortress game to be released in the vein of Heavy Machinery for Quake 2 or uh, a Quake 3 Fortress slash ETF. It's like it's kind of point. a modding community-level effort. Yeah, yeah. Fortress has its DNA in modding to a large extent, right? does Um, completely totally so team fortress classic being of course a half-life version that valve paid 
the modders who made the original Quake Team Fortress to make. And then um, Quake 3 Fortress, Enemy Territory Fortress, both mods. Fortress Forever coming right out of the TFC mod scene. Um, TF2 being the only really standout example that I think was straight up from the very beginning made by a game, a professional game studio. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a new Fortress game. Um, I think one of the interesting dimensions of that, of that, 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 of future Fortress is that I think a lot of people feel games like Overwatch and maybe Valorant kind of picked up the torch from the Fortress format and brought it into the modern gaming landscape. The idea of taking classes and turning them into characters, which Valve started to do with TF2, but Overwatch really cemented, I think, um, having that kind of very character-focused design in that kind of a game, um, you know, obviously inspired by a lot of the MOBAs and other stuff, other things that were around before that. But I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time seeing what a Team Fortress 3, a Team Fortress Classic 2025 would even look like. Um, and as much as I'm enjoying TFC right now, I don't know if I need it. Yeah, I, I think hero shooters have taken over basically what was a class-based shooter today, um, being the unique characters, having their own abilities and everything, and most, most pretty much most importantly, only being one of those per team, maybe even per game, depending on what you're playing. Um, will we see more games kind of like this, where it's multiple people playing the same class in one game or one team? It's hard to say, most likely not. Maybe Valve will find some way to implement more of a modern hero shooter into a Team Fortress 3. I I don't think we'll see more of a mm-hmm. classic style, uh, team class-based shooter. I almost feel like I'd future, like to though. see someone who's not Valve take a stab at it. I Definitely. have a sense, like, like with the VR thing with Alex coming out lately... I'm guessing that they're nowhere close to thinking about a Fortress game. I I can't think of why they would. Okay. Um, Okay, last question, then Q&A. What's next for you with your your stream content, man? Do you have anything coming out, um, anything that you're working on, um, or is it just showing up in gaming and developing that community? I think I'm just going to be keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, TFC pickups, TFC mapping, TFC just exploring the game further, and... Beyond that, just other single-player games or other multiplayer games that I'm looking forward to. Um, I can't really think of anything, any major differences coming to my stream at all. Gotcha. Well, keep it up, man. It's working for you so far. Ready for some Q&A? Sure thing. All right, let's do this. Um, I have not pre-screened any of these questions. I hope they're safe for work. I'm sure some of them are not. (laughs) All right. Uh, the first question is from Secret Admirer. Ooh, this is a spicy one. How many online girlfriends have you had? Um, and feel free to abstain from any of these questions, by the way. What I is an online girlfriend even, even? Like, is it is it just strictly online? Is it like, can it progress elsewhere? Is the Secret like, Admirer out there? Can they clarify their question? Can you just create like a an anonymous Twitch account and? <laughs> <laughs> We're not anonymous. That'd be way more fun. Go from being true. an out there admirer. Uh, maybe, maybe this person's uh, interested. You know. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Prunji's made it clear this is not her question. All right. 
uh, well, we'll we'll leave that one shrouded in mystery for now. Maybe we'll get okay. we'll get some more uh, with some more detail on that before we finish up. Um, question number two. Uh, this is from definitely not Azul. Azul. Um, definitely not Azul asks if TFC ceased to exist tonight, what would become your main game for playing, and what would become your main game for streaming? If the answer to oh, if the answer to both questions isn't bad rats, why not? Okay, so this was definitely Azul. Um, that's tough. Um, I've been kind of having a multiplayer funk, I think, for a couple of years now. Um, if I could go back in time and pick a multiplayer game to basically focus on, it would be Tribes Ascend. Ooh. Uh, not that that's completely feasible now, even with their uh, custom servers. Uh, maybe I'd just dive into TF2. I mean... I could get into that competitive scene. That would be cool. What is Bad Rats? It's a top-notch puzzle game, side scroller. I highly recommend. Okay. It's on. It's on Steam. It's generally about fifty cents. You can go buy it any time and play. About the same as a piece of cheese. All right, I'll check that out. Thanks for the recommendation. No um, <laughs> uh, okay. Next question is from our buddy Ja Genority. Asuka or Ray? I don't even know who he's talking about. I assumed it was some anime thing. I'm sure it is. <laughs> John, let us know. Okay, next question. Um, okay, we're going to skip the next question. Following question. Um, I'm not sure I understand this question, but I think I know what he's trying to say. Um, Bad Luck asks, how many mug by Nissan? Uh, okay, so he he asked this in chat. Um I'm going to buy at least one Airshot mug. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. This is alluding to uh, the Deeg TV merch store, which I just implemented like yesterday. And there's some stuff up there. Um, you can click on the button at the bottom of the stream uh, for merch and you can go there and check it out. Um, there is a mug that when it heats up will reveal the stinger that I play when there's an Airshot on the stream. So, unfortunately, you'll, you'll have to make the sound yourself, but the visual will be present. I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. Next question. This is from Punchacat. Uh, the CTF game type is inherently competitive. With the recent massive growth and popularity of live, fast-paced esports, do you think we'll be seeing a revival in competitive CTF games? And if so, do you think that would be TFC, or would it have to be a new game that takes its place? Honestly, for a competitive game mode, I think Capture the Flag is one of the worst representations of gameplay um there's too much to follow especially for a full game like we you you and me know that all the casters know that we need those extra people to watch every single angle um that's why game modes like payload are so popular because all the action is focused generally in one area sometimes there'll be some kind of outliers um flanking or something but where there's a focus on action is the best for competitive play or something that can be easily tracked, like Counter-Strike. That spectatability angle is 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 right in there with what makes it an eSport, right? Yeah. I, I think the games like, game modes like CTF are kind of, to your point, they're maybe like a, re like a relic of pre-streaming gaming. Uh, it's a, I think it's a super-duper fun game mode to play. I love Capture the Flag. Um, I love the multi-dimensionality of it. I love the, the back and forth. And even though it's really discouraged in modern day TFC, I like the, the possibility of having someone turtle or the, the offense versus offense, all the really gory interactions you can have, right? 
Um, but to your point, it's really hard to show. And for an eSport, that's seems critical. I also want to throw it out there. TFC is one of the few, if not only, CTF game to have not touch return default on the flag. Right, time so returns. It, it's a, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all timed returns. So it's quite a bit different uh, for spectating as well. Yeah, I think it makes it a little bit better for spectating than touch returns because the, the, the flag is just all over the damn place if you're watching like a, a game of old school Quake CTF or something like that. Um, interesting point. Okay, ready for the next question? I sure am. So uh, this person chose to remain anonymous and their question is, Who's your favorite sub? Can you pick just one? My like, favorite sub. I guess that means subscriber, like to your Twitch, maybe? By the way, you're talking to one of them right now. So there's only one answer. Just kidding. You're putting a lot of pressure on me right now. Um <laughs> Repairment says chicken bacon ranch. That's uh that's a pretty good one. Oh yeah, that is um, good. I mean I sure I have favorites from people who've supported me from the beginning. Let's call some of them out. Who are some of your longtime supporters? Uh, Trophy Doctor. Uh, he's been in your chat. He was talking a bit earlier. Saw that. Um, Ham Swag. Uh, he played Fortress Forever as Krunk. Uh, CR. It, there's, there's honestly, I had such a huge influx of subs, like right when I got my button. I mm-hmm. honestly can't even remember them all. I have a hard time remembering who are the first 10, and they even have a badge. Right. But then there's, there's like, there's other people who recently have subbed and like they have done so much for the stream in such a short amount of time. And yeah, I, I can't name a single person who's my favorite. sub. there it everyone, is. everyone's just important. They're all your favorite. Yeah. Can't choose just one, just one favorite child. I hear that. Who says the best stuff in your chat? Who's the most entertaining chatter in your uh, community? <laughs> in what way? <laughs> Because like Jaw Jaw's there, Jaw's there to just uh, shit post and mm-hmm. Very important. his anime stuff. Um, Azul's always there for any technical kind of questions if I'm busy or if I don't know something. Biohaz is always there with the smiles whenever I need them. Prunes is always there to greet people with a points duel. I mean, I, I still I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could say. All right. Who says the best stuff either? We'll, we'll take the spotlight off you on that one. Suffice it to say that Neon loves his community. Every single person in it. Especially the ones who are in here right now. Uh, okay. Uh, last question uh, of the night. This is from Repairman. Um, okay. There are two questions here. Someone asked the first one first. Give you a chance to respond, then we'll do the second one. Sure. First question. Uh, what are some of your favorite TFC maps from a mapper's perspective? So a lot of people don't know you actually modify and make TFC maps. And one of the more popular maps in the pickup circuit right now is one that is one of your creation, right? I'm thinking of Raiden. It's actually two, but yes, um, Raiden's definitely the more popular of the two. Which one am I forgetting? Uh, Opposition 2. Right. And that's the one, I think we were talking about that recently. You put some kind of a a debt pack or repairable uh, item in there recently, uh, because Weedy's asking to do it, right? Yes, yep. And Weedy's gets whatever he wants, of course. Damn straight. So uh, the question, uh, what are some of your favorite TFC maps from a mapping perspective? Um, 
I mean, I'll obviously say Raiden because it's it's probably my favorite TFC map overall. And being two different versions of the map out at one time, uh, both being played separately in different scenes, it was actually versions? kind of... So there was Raiden L2, which mm-hmm. the Americans used, which was a very straightforward. And honestly, it's very similar to what Raiden 5 is. And then there was Raiden 3, which the Europeans used, which primarily focused on a respawn in the in the attic, in the upper ramp room, which made it a lot easier for the defense. So cool. it, was, it was really nice um, kind of combining the two to make kind of an ultimate map version for it. And I think everyone, pretty much everyone, really enjoys the map overall. So that was nice. Uh, for something like, for a map that I haven't made, that I really kind of admire from a design standpoint, I would probably say the simplicity of Siege and Fish's newest map, Well Down. Um, have you taken a look at that at all? I have not yet had the pleasure, but it's on my to-do list. It's a it's a very nice mashup of around like uh, four, four or five different maps. Uh-huh. And it just it works really well. It's very unique, and the just the attention to detail going going around, even just like the the wall work, the details, just how the entire map flows, I think is actually just really nice. Hmm. Yeah, and Siege, um, let's call it out uh, by another uh, friend of ours, uh, Omega, um, another person who's put, who's uh, in the clan scene. Uh, he's actually playing in my clan now, and uh, I, I I think that he. Uh, his own tastes have moved on past what he made with Siege, but um, yeah, I think those both those maps. I mean, I've seen Well Down yet, but Siege, I've I've played a whole bunch, and uh, it seems to be well made, except for one thing that always bugs me about it. And I'm going to use my platform to call it out. For some reason, and this might be a high frame rate thing, I don't know, but if you respawn as a soldier on the the lower respawn, which is near near the shoops, and you try to take the shoop out to the ramp room, there's not enough power to get you all the way to the top. Have you seen that? Do you know what causes yes. that? Um, I'd have to look at the map because, I mean, there's no... I think there's a small push on that vent system when you go down uh, so you don't take fall damage. Mm. Um, but it's not enough to push you back up that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would okay. assume that's it. Yeah, it's just one of those little things where whenever I respawn there as a soldier, I just have to rocket jump up and it just annoys me. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great map. Um, all good maps. I need to. I think I'm gonna stick around after this after we're done here and try to play some games. And maybe I'll try to try to play some well down. Maybe we can. Maybe there'll be a pickup we can get going for it or something. Um, but okay, let's move on to the second part of the question from a pair man. Um, are there any maps you find particularly impressive, regardless of how good or bad it is from a gameplay standpoint? So I think well down and CG both called out as being well designed and also good maps. How about a map that's maybe not so great to play, but something about its construction impresses you or interests you? I mean, I would say maybe Shutdown 2. Um, hmm. It's not my least favorite map, but uh, the architecture of the entire map is nice. Uh, it plays well for defense, at least. I'm not a big fan of offense. Um I don't know. I I think it's just a well-made map all around. I just, I personally can't enjoy it to its full, I guess. 
it seems like shutdown two is one of those maps that make a lot of people groan. Uh, the gameplay can be very choky at the very small choke points on it. Um, of course, there's the legendary ramp soldier position that everyone wants to try to play, right? The plank that everyone hates. And my favorite part of the map is that very classy tramway underneath. Um, almost never really get a chance to use it, but <laughs> whenever I rediscover, I'm always like, oh yeah, this is here. How nice. Feels like an Easter egg almost. It, it pretty much is. Okay. So yeah, shut down too. Thanks, Repairman, for those great questions. Uh, we have another question here. Um, I think we're running out, running to the end of the list now. Um, this one is, uh, these have been submitted while we were talking about Repairman's question. So these are coming in hot. By the way, if you still want to ask a question, there's still time. So feel free to use that form. Um, this question is from Not Prunes. And the question is, do you eat prunes from the top or bottom? Uh, I want to say this is a, actually, no, I'm not going to call out who asked this i cannot disclose this information oh boy spicy uh the last question doesn't have a name um this is maybe more of a more of a doug question but uh this person is curious if the demo man pitch down script is illegal in pickups i guess pickups meaning like 420 and in-house um i i mean i guess it depends on which pickup scene that you're in uh in-house it is not allowed. Um, I'm pretty sure in Krugs it's not allowed either, but I'm not too sure about the other various communities. What's the script do? Uh, so it allows you to basically pipe straight down uh, where you're standing so you don't have to kind of bounce the pipes around. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can script it because people are going to try to use it to do interesting stuff, right? One of the That's more true. interesting... <laughs> Uh, things I've saw recently is, is someone actually dropped me a, a tip because um, I stream TFC people just send me stuff sometimes and uh, uh, it was of someone playing heavy weapons guy in a beer league match and they had their FPS counter on the, their VOD um, from Twitch and it showed whenever they held down the, the fire button on their cannon that the frame rate would reduce from like 125 to like 50 and it used to be back in the day and this is what I thought at the time too and someone in a sense corrected me it used to be back in the day with the Half-Life engine, the Gold Source engine, you could get a higher fire rate out of the AC at specific frame rates. And they were like, I feel like 20 was the fastest, but of course it's 20 frames per second. That's hard to tolerate. And 50 was one of the popular options. Um, but uh, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I talked to some people about it, and before I was able to correct my misunderstanding that that no longer works and was passed out of the engine years ago, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't like this guy. That's not cool. I don't like that. The beer league should ban that. Um, I think there's, there's an ever, <laughs> evergreen conversation about um, what what is one configuration too far in terms of uh, the purity of the game. I mean, it's hard to really enforce that kind of thing if, say, they're not streaming, unless you just ask people for configs before they play their match. But, I mean, they can just send you, a, like, a a clean config or auto exec or something that doesn't have that specific bind in it. So, I mean, something like that with a FPS toggle, I don't think is really a big deal, especially now that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a completely different story compared to other kind of exploits that you can do to the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 
Okay. We have a couple more questions, but I'm just going to pick one more and we're going to end it on this. Sure. So uh, this is a great question. And we've something we've kind of touched on before, but I think this kind of crystallizes it. And uh, this is from an, an anonymous person. And the question is, what would be one thing the TFC community could do or have in order to thrive after this 2020 lockdown renaissance we've had? Is there any one thing that will help that will help this continue? Um, that will help keep people together. What do you think? I think it's there's more than something that we could do. I think it's more overall TFC as a community, because um, TFC has always kind of had that problem since TF2 came out, where there's been a lot of hostility, uh, especially in the pubs. I would say um, that's. I, that's probably the biggest one to keep even just newer players coming around because there's still tons of new players coming to TFC and just trying it out. So seen that. <laughs> that's that's just one thing. I mean, so check your hostility in general. Yeah, be a good citizen of the game, essentially. Yeah, I feel like there's just there's a lot of things to do, and at this point of the TFC life cycle, I guess um, I'm not too sure how much of it really can be acted on right all the time yeah okay that's a great one to end it on um neon i've had a fantastic time sitting down and talking with you hanging out with the chat um this uh is a podcast that will be live on various podcasting platforms within a couple days um and um but yeah uh before we uh we outro why don't you um give the you know the one person living under the rock who doesn't know who you are or where to find you uh a, a little bit of an outro uh what do you do and where can they go to get you uh you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash neonlight underscore tfc uh you can find me i don't even know my youtube link um i think it's youtube.com slash m-o-n-t-y-n-i-a Otherwise, you can just go to my Twitch and there's a there's a panel underneath that you can click. Um, that's pretty much all I got. Great. Well, thanks again, uh, Ian, uh, Neon, and thanks to everyone else. Um, from our basement to yours, this has been a real thrill. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with um, some TFC casting and pickups. Um, I'm going to put the stream in um, quiet mode here for a moment while I go reset. I'm going to come back and we're going to play some games. So feel free to stick around if you're interested. Thanks all, and uh, I'll see you around. And thanks, Neon. Thank you. Good game.